Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church, located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. This week's Our Savior Speaks podcast, it it might sound a little different because we were actually in a different location. Rather than being in our normal worship space inside the church, we took things outside for the blessing of the animals, but it was still our normal Sunday morning service. Now, we were blessed with gorgeous weather and an incredible atmosphere that really gave us a different um, way to think about the message for the day, and that message focused on the topic of of authority. Um, In the sermon, I talked about the authority that God has granted humanity in caring for the world and caring for our animals, etc. But also, we will hear in Matthew's gospel how Jesus was questioned by the chief priest and the elders about where did he get his authority. And so the different passages that we had, uh, they look at that topic from, from different ways. For example, we had um, in, in the book of Exodus, we had chapter 17, verses 1 through 7, and Moses, who had been given the authority of leading the Israelites, but there was some grumbling going on, and, and he had to take the elders with him to go strike the rock at Horeb, and and finally prove to them how God had instilled this authority for the good of the people. And then in Paul's letter to the Philippians, uh, Paul reminds them and us on the authority that we exercise. We should do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, regard others as better than ourselves. That's what Paul's words were, and that shows a way that we should uh, exercise our authority. And then there was the parable that Jesus responds to those who are questioning his authority about the two sons and the vineyard. And I'll say more about that in the sermon in just a moment. So um, I hope you enjoy what we have to offer here for today. It's something that does get us thinking about the ways that uh, all of us really have have some sort of authority that we have, but how do we exercise it? And I do believe we will find that in, in the readings for this day and the things that we are encouraged to think about as we carry out our authority into the world. And it's really meant to be to make the world a better place for us all. reading from the book of Exodus. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages, as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. 
Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so, in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians. If there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. The word of the Lord. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, who for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He said, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. 
And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going to the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in a way of the righteousness, and you will not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. So anytime you move the entire church outside, I guess you gotta expect a glitch or two <laughs> that occurs. You did well, Deacon Sandy, thank you so much. <laughs> Just make sure that mic's off now, please. As we gather out here on what could not have been a better day, how gorgeous it is out here. We are reminded, really, of the authority of our Lord who created all creation that we are blessed to enjoy, and also the creation in which our Lord has given to us to have authority over how we treat it, over the animals that we are going to be blessing here in just a little bit, but all that we are called to do for our Lord and in our Lord's name in ministry. But that also has led to, over time, societies being uh, formed. And in order for a society to function properly, there must be people and institutions with authority to create and enforce laws that should benefit all citizens. Now, the challenge we face with any positions of authority is that they must be filled with fallible humans. Now, we know that because of our own shortcomings, the exercise of authority, it will not always be perfect. For authority to exist, a majority of people must agree on scope and function, and if that which has been agreed upon, if, if it fails in any way, then changes will need to be made. Now, I always find it interesting that we have today's lessons at the beginning of another election cycle. Ugh, yes. I hear the collective groan over the cars riding by. <laughs> this is the time, though, every few years for us to consider collectively who are the best candidates for positions of authority throughout our government. Now, with all the background checking and fact checking that exists in the world, we might think we know the contenders pretty well, but there is no way absolutely no way at all that we can fully know all that exists at the core of a person's being which will likely influence how they govern. Now it is safe to say that we do not live in a perfect world which means that the effectiveness of human authority will likely be inconsistent. However, ideal conditions would have 
systems functioning properly with authority being exercised effectively for decision making and enforcement to promote the well-being of citizens and the advancement of society for all. No, this is not my campaign slogan. I just want to be clear about that. These are just words to point out what would be the idyllic way of living. But as we know, words without actions are just hollow statements that can lead to disappointments. In our lesson from the book of Exodus, God has granted Moses the authority to lead the congregation of the Israelites. Just because he has been made the leader does not mean that all is going smoothly. The people, they begin quarreling with Moses and are likely questioning his ability to lead. And after Moses cries to the Lord just in frustration, God instructs him to take some of the elders to go ahead of the people to the rock at Horeb. At that location, God instructs Moses to strike the rock with the elders watching. At the moment, the water starts flowing. With God's help, underline that one, with God's help and guidance, Moses' authority was affirmed as he acted to help those whom God had called him to lead. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul offers some helpful advice for his listeners who might find themselves in positions of authority among people who may wish to join them as followers of Christ. Paul says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves, and let each of you look not on your own interest, but to the interest of others. Now, prior to this positive directive, Paul does say, be of the same mind. Now, if you think about that, it might sound like he is saying that we all need to think alike. That's not the case. We don't need to be acting like clones of each other. But as we consider how to exercise our own authority, I believe that Paul is encouraging us to look for guidance, look to our Lord for guidance when he says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. That right there is the key. Humbling ourselves and caring to do something about the needs of others is how our Lord exercised his authority, which is the example that Jesus gives each and every one of us to follow. In Matthew's gospel, it may seem like an impasse has occurred when Jesus answers a question with a question and then refuses to tell those who are questioning him to tell them by what authority he is doing these things. He then, as usual, offers a parable. Now it's been said that the parable of the two sons could have been Jesus's way of giving the chief priest and the elders, kind of giving them a second chance as, as a way of kind of holding up a mirror for them to see themselves in the story a way to teach and help them understand what the kingdom of God is all about. And as we look in, as we look into the mirror of this parable, we're being given the same authority or same opportunity, actually. Sometimes we find ourselves in the place of the son who says, I go, sir, and then, like him, allow our great intentions to just kind of wither away. Then there are the times we're more like the son who refuses at first and then later changes his mind by choosing to go and work 
in the vineyard as his father had requested. The parable is aimed at the chief priests and elders who were the authority figures at the time of this scene when it took place. It could easily, though, be directed to any of us who have been granted any type of authority. It challenges us to think about how well our words and our actions line up. It challenges us to consider what motivates our decisions. And yes, it challenges us to think about the needs of others instead of just thinking about our own personal gain. For those of us who've ever felt God nudging us in ways that we may have never considered, I believe that Jesus' parable offers much for us to ponder. Let's start with the son who says, I go, sir, but fails to follow through. I believe that we can see this behavior in the chief priests and the elders, as probably we might even see it at times in our own lives. It's easy to say yes to being a follower of Christ, but when our Lord starts leading us in ways that might conflict with our own ideas of success and power, we might think twice before proceeding. To go along the path Jesus is encouraging, the chief priests and elders may have been facing the fear, yes, really the fear, of possibly leaving behind a comfortable way of living or forfeiting their claims to power and position that really could lead to a future beyond their control. Now to the son who initially refuses the father's request and later changes his mind. The way Jesus frames this person might, make, think, might allow us to think of people who have felt unworthy of our Lord's grace and love, which actually might be ways we've seen ourselves at times. It's possible that Jesus is placing within this character people who may have been rejected or who might just reject religion or felt rejected by it, which can lead to the dismissal of faith altogether. For those who fall into this category, if the love of our Lord is allowed even the slightest opportunity for the light to shine through to our worthiness, and by the way, we are all made worthy through Christ and in God's eyes, then action will likely follow, regardless of where that path may lead. This might mean a new chance at life, or, or possibly a more fulfilling life that is made available from the one who has the authority to offer it. At the beginning this morning of our service, we had our opening collect, and in that, in that prayer, we acknowledged how God declares almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity. So when power and mercy might seem like they belong at opposite ends of the spectrum, we are encouraged then to think about power and mercy within our control that can feed into the authority God has granted us in the ministry to which we belong. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul says, for it is God who is at work in you, it is God who is at work in us, enabling us both to will and to work for God's good pleasure. Knowing that God's good pleasure might involve us having to put our faith and authority into action we might need to pause and consider all that is being asked of us and then, with God's help, choose. Choose then to make our way into the vineyard or our way into the yard or our way beyond this parish campus 
but to make our way to wherever God is calling us to serve. Amen.